What? Welcome home, Sydney. Preview of coming events. Why don't you come for me? You got the balls for that? Oh, poor Sydney. You think this is all about you? You think you're still the star? This isn't a fucking movie! It will be. These are innocent people. Spare me the lecture! You've done very well by all this bloodshed, haven't you? Well, how about the town you left behind? I've got plans for you. I'm gonna slit your eyelids in half so you don't blink when I stab you in the face. You'll die when I want you to, Sydney. Not a moment before. Until then, you're going to suffer. I saw, I saw this film. Uh, I don't know if you remember it. It was called Burnt Offerings. Have you seen that? I know of it. I'm not too sure if I've seen it or not. Oliver Reed, Betty Davis, and Karen Black. Okay. We should check that one out. We should do that one. Yeah. There's a limo driver. There's a limo driver with a pale face, and he has these dreams of this. And he's he's, uh, he's not a limo. He's more of a uh, what do you call it? He drives a hearse. Super. Oh, oh, right. Oh yes, God. I know of it, but I haven't seen it yet. So uh, that's um, definitely one the one for the to watch list. We should really tackle some of the old set, like Amityville Horror, Burnt Offerings. Oh yeah, you know some of those classic ghost stories. Mm-hmm. Even Ghost Story. <laughs> there was an old one I remember watching as a kid and finding really spooky with George C. Scott called The Changeling. The Changeling, yeah, yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, and we that was that type into of those. 70s type of. Then, of course, there's the, um, you know, that one with um, Donald Sutherland, Don't Look Now and stuff. And, you know. And, Didn't like that one. Yeah, well, it's 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 very 70s. And then yeah. there's the Donald Sutherland um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers remake. Classic. As well. Yeah, uh, it's, it's coming on 4K. Yeah, so there's um, a, a lot of those sort of um, weird sort of 70s sort of horrors that, you know, I always remember. That, we, that had that weird 70s aesthetic to them, like Amityville and all. Yeah, yeah, we should have to dive into some of those. Um, hey, guys, thanks for joining us. Uh, welcome back here. Welcome back to Citizen Frame. I'm Kieran, your host, and that was Trevor. What's up? Hello there. Yep, great to be back, as always. Uh, thanks for joining us as we uh, come closer to the end of our retrospective. Um, as we continue the Scream franchise with Scream 4. Um, a film that we thought would never happen. Wes Craven thought it would never happen. Nobody thought it would happen. I'm sadly um, Wes Craven's final film as well. It is, but you know what? I think that's the way to go if you're going to go. Because mm-hmm. he loved the Scream franchise. So it's nice to see him go out with something he loves so much, um, which was nice um, uh, for him. Um, and uh, before we start, this was dedicated. This film's dedicated to his brother. I think it was. Yeah, I'm, uh, we'll have to double there, check that. But I know it was. Um, yeah, it was his brother at the end. Yeah, because it, it looks like the person who passed was about eighty-three. So I, yeah, I would say that was probably his brother. Um. So, there you go. All right, so let's talk about, let's just jump right into Scream 4 here. And like we always like to do with our Scream movies, we talk the beginning. Um, now, we talked about Scream 3 a little bit, and how the three, the beginning of that one was kind of, you know, it, it works. But it wasn't as fun as the first two. But boy, do they get it right in this one, because I really enjoy this one. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a crazy one. And I remember seeing this in the theater. I'm like, what the fuck? What? 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 <laughs> um, I just love you see the two girls. And this time the, the killer's using text messaging, which I think it's clever how they adapt to social media. Yeah, they update it. Yeah, webcams and all that kind of stuff. 
and the the two girls get the two texts. Uh, the killer kills two girls. We cut to it's actually the opening of Stab Six. Then we see the two a kind of a listers at the time, Anna Paquin and Kirsten Bell. And you're like, oh, okay, so this is the opening. No, Kirsten Bell not- stabs Anna Paquin because he doesn't shut up. Which I, I love, love, that. I I love, love that. that. I love that part um, in, in that scene where um, she stabs Anna Paquin. And she, and she says, um, what, what was that for? And you, you, she basically says exactly what I was thinking, because you won't shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, so many times I wanted to do that. <laughs> um, but it turns out that isn't the opening. It turns out the two girls we are meant to see in the, in I guess you can say in today's world, um, they're actually watching the opening for Stab 7. Yeah. Um, that was so fun. That was and, and, fun. And the opening to Stab 7 is the opening to Stab 6 or something. Yeah. I mean, they do acknowledge that it doesn't even really make sense. One of the, you know, one of the real world girls admits that. And the cool thing is, you got some good deaths out of this. You got like six deaths or something like that. Yes. Or five deaths right away. Kind of like that one. Um, but again, the cool thing about this one is they do what I like so well with, with uh, Roger Jackson. They have no voice of of uh the mask i it's fun and then it turns to scary yeah he you know he plays with his food and i really enjoy that they do that um and uh the killings we go they weren't gratuitous but oh you had some good throat cutting and then you had this is is probably the the most violent in the series i would say it was definitely the quickest the quickest to get to all the gore Mm mm-hmm but it was it was, <laughs> and the, the gore is hardcore. Like when it happens, I just really, I just really enjoy it, and oh, it's just all, oh, and all the girls are are, are so cute. Yeah, <laughs> that's the perv in me. Um, but what the hell, I'm at that age where I can be a perv. <laughs> uh, we find out that a oh, here's what works for this film. Let's get this off right away. And I was and this even over the other screams. What works for this film? is that you're introduced to pretty much every character that's key in this film within 10 minutes. It's very quick moving. Yes. It's almost like it's a one long shot. It's not, but it plays like that. You just, you know the names. They're all key. Unlike the last one, which got kind of sloppy and you hated some of the characters. It's because it's well written. Yeah. By Kevin Williamson, you know, returning. Everyone, you, you just know everyone right away. Um, and then it just jumps right in, right into it. So we've already got Yeah, exactly. It's fast paced, and we already got like five kills already, <laughs> and we know all the characters. Now let's see, let's just get this done, in- including the new characters as well. That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah, um, Deputy Judy and stuff. Yes, who I liked. She's kind of the new Dewey. I, I like her. I like her as an actor anyway. She's in um, Death Proof and stuff, Planet Terror and stuff. Yep. Yeah, she works. She works closely with Rodriguez. Yes. Um, ironically enough, so does Rose McGowan. Yes. Um, who was in the original Scream? But yeah, I liked it, and I like the setup where Sydney Prescott is there. She's in their town, um, her hometown, I guess you could say, too, for, to promote her book out of out of darkness. Now the tables have turned here. Gail is kind of a homebody. She's married now to Dewey. Dewey's the sheriff of the town, but she doesn't have the career as a writer, as Cindy has now. She's not suited to the small town life. And yeah. She, yeah, it's not the big sort of fast-paced city life sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. And 
And I thought the intro was nice. All the characters coming back and the new characters coming in. And, and, and it works. Um, we do find out there's a little tension with Dewey and obviously Gale. But there always was with their relationship. And I always feel like with the new Scream coming out, are they going to play on this? Because they're always on the in and outs. Yeah, it's part of it's all part of their sort of um, you know relationship, you know, like a love hate thing. Yeah, um, we introduced uh, some of the main girls in this one, um, which is Kirby, Jill, and Olivia, played by I love this year. I like Emma Roberts a lot, especially for the American. She's uh, horror very stories. very good actor, so and, she is. and she's very good in this. Yes, um, and Hayden Partington. Oh God, beautiful girl. Wow, she she can act as well. She's very good. Young. She's. I remember watching her when she was younger. That sounds really bad as I came out of my mouth, but she grew up as a child a child actress. She was um, in also so, in a TV series called Heroes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So she's kind of found her, her calling. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty good. It was good for her. It was, it was um, good casting with um, Roberts and her. Yes, and this is one. Of, this is Emma Roberts' first horror film because we know her more from, mainly from horror. Yes. So all this film's gotten, Jesus, it's been 10 years since this came out now, I think. Yeah, it's hard to believe that, actually. I know. We've got two, uh, well, we got two uh, Randys in this one. We got Robbie and Charlie. Um, they have what they call the movie club. Rory Culkin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so they videotape everything, Instagram everything, you know, all what, what you kids are using these days. I don't use any of it. Um, but, no, well, I do for the podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. You know, I'm learning as I go. Um I use dial up. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm using a Commodore 64 here mm. right now. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, you got one of those. That thing, that thing purrs like a kitten. Yes. <laughs> you know when you put the, the tape in for the game and it's. <laughs> we find out the two girls that was killed. They took one of the phones, and all the. It's a nice shot when Gail goes to visit Sydney in the bookstore. And Sydney's telling her story, you know, reading part of her passage from the book. And then it sets up all the cops showing up. Um, I thought that was a nice setup. And they find out it was that the killer. Yeah. I, I, and they find out that they put the killer, put bloody pictures of Sydney and the phone. And the, the boot in, of the car. In, in the boot of Sydney's car. Now, let's talk about Courtney Cox. Her hair looks a lot better than the fuck it did the last one. Um, but dear God, did she get a facelift. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, like, I mean, you know, it's that. Uh, yeah, that it's grin. Obvious. Is she chasing that grin? I didn't know if she was chasing Ghostface or Batman, <laughs> or she was Ghostface. I mean, Jesus, Ghostface doesn't have that many facelifts. <laughs> it, it just not it was, not doesn't work. Doesn't it's work. It's distracting. I mean, yeah, and, and she doesn't need really, it. Yeah, I don't get why do. It's it's like it's like a cult. <sighs> it appears to be like some sort of. You know, the end thing for Hollywood, you know, it's, you know, nipping a tuck, well, especially if they have a load of money, at, which they do. And it's just sad Nev. to see. Look at Nev. Nev was great. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I, I, I think it's sad, to be fair. You know, it is. It looks it is. <clears throat> And it's very much a sort of a commentary of our times, especially in this whole celebrity culture and... And it seems to be getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Especially as you get older. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. it's sad. You know, it's probably Hollywood doesn't help either. You know what I mean? 
Oh no, no, it's all fueled by <clears throat> Hollywood and the, the media as a whole. And now we'll now have social media, and it's even worse. I actually feel sorry for um, young girls growing up in today's society. You know, where you know you have to look like the girl on the magazine cover. Yeah, and then you see these young girls getting Botox and tanning. They look Scary. like oompa, they, they they look like Oompa Loompas. Yeah, it, it's um, <clears throat> but we're uh, let's get back to the film. <laughs> bit, bit of satire, a bit, bit of social commentary there. Exactly. <laughs> we got, we got, you know, we got to break, we got to break character sometimes. You get every, you get everything on this podcast. You know? <laughs> There's a really cool shot I like, um, which is ironic. I never said that for the third one. <laughs> Remember I said about one and two. There's always a nice cool shot, uh, but this one has got quite a few of them. I, there's a shot where Hicks, yes, who's named after the aliens character by Michael Bean, by Michael Bean. Um, <clears throat> she's in the shadows. And yes, whenever she's in, um, she's in with, uh, with Sydney's. Sydney. She's in um, Sydney's house. Uh, Sydney's aunt's house. Is that Sydney's aunt? Yes, yes. Okay, and it's also he, played by Donnie Darko's mother. Well, Mary, Mary McDonald. McDonald. I know from Dances with Wolves. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah. And there's a nice shot. And she, she's talking to her very quietly. And she's in the shadows, and you don't see her. Yeah, it's quite a weird scene. That um, yeah, but it works because you, you kind of you got to get all these red herrings in there, right? Yes. It's between her and Trevor. The Trevor is always the massive red herring. <laughs> um, Never trust a Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> but this whole sequence I love. And it's where she's staying at her aunt's house, Sydney, which we never knew she had an aunt because that was quickly written in. Yep. And her little cousin, um, played Emma by Roberts. Emma Roberts. She's Jill. This scene was my, probably my favorite scene in the film. And this is where you have. The two leads, the two ladies, um, they're right next door to their friend Olivia, and they're watching Shaun of the Dead in bed. Yes. And they, Olivia, you can see her bedroom from across her from you know from their bedroom, <clears throat> very rear window, which I liked. And he, they get a phone call, and it's, it's again, but going back to because I don't think Scream Three did this. No, they didn't do it. We missed the phone calls, the quick wit. Very funny banter, and then it turns. This one nails what worked for Scream 1. And I love the phone call where he calls, calls her up, and he goes, I want to talk to Jill. No, why don't you talk to me? All the, and, she, and obviously she thinks it's not. It's just a joke. It's very well played by um, Roberts and Hayden. <clears throat> yeah, they played off really well. Kirby. And he's like, what are you watching? How, how Shaun of the Dead? How do you know what I'm watching? Yes. Because I'm standing in the closet. And, and she's like, back oh. to Scream 1, the first yep. scene. Exactly. I want to know who I'm looking at, you know. And they go back to that and she walks to the closet. And then as she opens the closet door, there's nobody in it, there. I've seen it coming a mile off, but it's still working. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. But then when she opens the closet door, he goes, ah, I told you wouldn't be in here. And he says, I didn't I say you're a closet. Yeah. And he yeah. just slaughters Olivia and they can see it from across the way. Yes. It's a fucking great scene. I like you say, uh, rear window, which, you know, and, and um, yeah, and i sort of seen the whole closet sort of um, gag, for want of a, be- want of a better word, um, coming, but it still worked, and it, it's a brilliant scene. Uh, it gets even better. I mean, this whole scene makes the film. Mm-hmm. When Sydney runs up there, again, balls of steel, she runs back, she runs to the neighbor's house to go help her um, and to fight this fucker, and he, she takes the call. And the killer just says some horrible things to her. He just says, my favorite line to all the scream that the killer says is this one right here. He says, 
I'm going to slit your eyelids in half. Yes, so you that's don't right. blink when I stab you in the face. Yes, they got very yeah, they got very creative with those um yeah. sort of threats because I know um I'm gonna cut you like a fish. You know, it sort of progressed yeah. them. Yeah, I'm gonna slit your eyelids. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's my god! Re- and then it's awesome. Yeah. I had to re- rewind it and listen to it and, re- and write it down. Yeah. And then you will die when I say you will die. Mm-hmm. It's just. This is a lot darker tone than what we just got. Well, actually, all of them, to be fair. Um, just loved it. Um, I do like when Rebecca, <laughs> that's her PR. Yes. She gets, gets chucked off the, the parking park. ramp. Yeah, I hated her character. So oh, she, she was like a sort of, <clears throat> um, I think a lot of the characters are sort of stand-ins for the original cast. You know, where you had the likes of, well, you have the two Randys. Then you have the sort of the, the new Dewey with Deputy Judy. And then with her, she was like the sort of the new Gale. Yeah, well, they said it was a, somewhat of a remake. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, like a retelling, which I'm curious what they're going to do with this one, the new one coming up. Because <clears throat> you've already kind of tackled that. Yeah. But it was a nice scene when he throw, throws her off the roof. Um, and, and the great thing about it, we talked about how the characters are introduced so fast. And with... She's in it maybe for a couple scenes, and you already don't like her. Yeah. So that's how well written it was. So when she, so she when she gets chucked off which is off the uh, parking uh, the parking lot parking ramp, um, that's a pretty like, good yeah. scene as well because that's just after when Dewey has has done his press conference outdoors and he said everything is under control. Next minute, that dead body flies off the, off the roof <laughs> and lands just like splat bang in the middle. Um, <clears throat> and then you know I think it's Gail say something like yeah do it all under control <laughs> they say they say they say that uh, that the killer is pattering off the original killings I didn't see that did you um, the ways, ending the ending you get it the twist yeah more than the two ending. of them but how how is the how is the, not- how, how is the pattern because they say that he's pattering off the original killings of the first one I didn't see a pattern until no, the no, very, very apart end. from the the only pattern I saw was the killer actually behaved like the killer in the first one. In yeah, that, uh, you know, later on with um, during, in the finale, whenever it's doing the, um, it's asking Kirby the questions about the horror films. You know, what type what type of weapon does Jason use? What type of yeah. a weapon does Leatherface use? You know, all this yeah. sort of thing. So, uh, more more uh, for me, it was more the, it was the same personality of killer. But not at, at, there was there was no real pattern there. I mean, in the second one, there, there, there's a pattern. Yeah, see, it's a copycat. I I don't get why they played on that. It's kind of silly. They could have just said, "Oh, there's a copycat." You know, you didn't have to. I mean, that's pretty much the scream. It's always about a copycat anyway. You could have gone. You could have gone that route without saying, "Oh, they're mirroring the deaths." There was no mirroring. I didn't see any different. No, there wasn't. Besides yeah. the twist with the killers, that's it. Yeah. Um. There's an, a Oasis scene in it that disappointed me. And that's when, <clears throat> like they did in the first one, where all the kids went to the party, they do a stabathon, and Gail gets in there because she, she befriends the two film buffs. and But she's hiding these cameras. And those cameras really could have been utilized really well because they did the same thing in the first Scream. Exactly. With the camera, but there was a five-minute delay, and that's where you forgot what the cameraman's about to get it. So it was fun, and you forgot about it, and then when the scene come up, you were, like, thrown off. You're like, oh, man, I yep. forgot about that. This was blech. 
She sets yeah, up that, that three scene, cameras. That, that whole um, stabathon scene, you know, the um, you know where they're watching all the films. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the weakest in it. And um, yeah, Courtney Cox's, you know, Gail overall in the film hasn't really that much to do either. Apart from, you know, um, going rogue, as she says, and then going to that party and getting stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Which they take her out, which rightfully so, because she was kind of dead air at this point, pardon the mm-hmm. pun. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, so she goes in the car and she's looking at the to cameras. Say as well, I have to say as well that um, the two new Randys are, no, they'll just never replace Randy. However, they did grow on me by the end. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed them. Thought they were kind of right. Um, they sort of annoyed me at first, but then um, because we're basically you'll never replace Randy. But then they sort of grew on me by the time we got to the finale. <laughs> like <laughs> when Robbie just starts getting killed, the one who always had the headset, the webcam. Yeah, he sees him gay, and he goes, <laughs> he goes, he's about to stay, kill him. I'm gay. <laughs> he's like, well, would it help? <laughs> stabs away it was yeah. a funny scene um, but yeah that I just thought that whole sequence with the cameras they just did it they needed something to get rid of Gail off the scene so she got stabbed and she's the rest of her, her shots are in the hospital um, I do like the death of Mary McDonald the aunt who yes. gets it in the, the back letterbox. in the mail in the letterbox I thought that was a clever little death yeah when they're trying to keep the killer from Kenny in the door, and he just stabs right through that. I thought that was pretty yes. cool. Um, and then we come to pretty much the whole shebang and the whole ending, where pretty much mirror image to what happens in the uh, uh, in the original. And what they decide to do is, I liked. Uh, I don't know if I. I'm teetering on it. I liked her. I don't, see, I'm cheating. I, I, I like Jill's motive. Um, so I like the character. I think she was. Um, I know. thought she was fun to watch. Yes, but, but her acting has nothing to do with how it's written. And yeah. is it a good enough twist for her to team up with Charlie? Charlie I thought it would be better that that more if it had been um, stated more that. Um, Charlie, she basically um, bewitched him, you know, in in the sense that um, he was in love with her, so he would do anything for her type thing. Well, she kind of does. Uh, yeah, it's when, sort of hinted at. Um, and then you know, when she has to set up the fake attack, she kills him by stabbing him. Yes. Um, I love when she shoots Trevor in the dick. It's like, Jesus. yeah, oh, that's brutal. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot more. This is probably the most violent of the screams. Oh, it is, without doubt. I would um, say. And... I, I also have to say as well about Rory Culkin as Charlie. He, um, throughout the film, up until the finale, I found him really weak and bland and boring. However, he does come into his own, really, at, at the finale. The only thing I had a problem with him being revealed, I thought Jill was better at that because Jill was so quiet and reserved. And at the end, she just went fucking nuts. It's Robert's uh, acting, to be um, fair. Yes, yeah, he did a real nice job. Charlie was always bland. So I would like to have seen yes. Charlie... Well, Charlie could have his character could have been become more of a yes man for her. Is what mm. they should have done. Like he loves her so much, he'd do anything for her. Where he kind of just he kind of kept the same persona. Where at least with uh, Billy and with uh, oh god, Stu, Stu, I, they were texts the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. no, they really went off the deep end at the yeah. end there. So they they they, they tweaked. Charlie kind of, kind of kind of was bland when he was revealed, mm-hmm. but Jill fucking still stole it when she starts beating the shit out of herself. 
Yeah, oh, that'd be brilliant um, scene. Um, yeah, she goes Tyler Durden and I'm Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And here's my theory, and I don't think we'll see it. We never really see Kirby die. No, apparently um, she, her death was meant to be left, um, you know, basically unresolved, um, you know, whether she lived or died. And apparently, um, what do you call him, David Arquette was hoping she would be back for this new one. Whether she is or not, I don't know. Uh, um, that would be nice because everyone, I, she was my favorite character. Everyone liked her. She was hot and she loved, she loved movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, we get her on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, no, I, I mean, um, Hayden, how, how do you pronounce your surname? Pat, Paterine, or, uh, yeah. Well, you can just use my last name. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Kieran, um, yeah. <laughs> Hayden Woods. Yeah. No, I mean, she, she, she can act, and obviously so can Amber Roberts. And I think, ultimately, um, they saved this film. Yeah, they're very good. They're very good. I don't think they save. I think it's well done, but... We well, talked always, about it. I think all I think Leif all Campbell the actors and, I think yeah. all the actors smaller big parts really did well. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You had the reporter, not the reporter, the uh, PR who got yeah. it, but you rooted for her to get it because she was kind of a bitch. But she's only in a couple scenes. But that's because the actress did her job. Yeah, you liked Hicks, but she did it well. Where you, she was too lovable. She's, she's hiding in the new one. Yep, she's coming back and she's hiding in the shadows, and so you don't know if it's her. And it's just well directed. Well acted, well casted. Um, and and much better nice than job. Scream 3. Yeah, yes, I agree with that. Um, and what I did... Now, when I talked about motivation, I just didn't buy... She grew up in a town in where Sydney, 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 so she was in the shadows. So, so now it's my turn for fame. So I, it, from, in my mind, trying to think of some kind of arc for this character. I just went that she's just a spoiled little bitch. Yeah, well, that's basically what it was. Yeah, but it was, but uh, but at the same time, it is what we were talking about. Um, it's also a clever commentary on, um, you know, current times how fame um is seen as more important than you yeah know, just being famous for nothing. It's like a commentary yeah. on, um, well, at the time it was ten years ago, so it could be read as a commentary on the likes of Paris Hilton and stuff. You know, all these people, or you know, Big Brother, that um, TV show that used to be on back then. Where it was, people were famous for being famous, well, and you they got, were desperate for being famous. So, so there was a clever commentary there as well. It is, you're right, it, and that's why the, the killers videotaped everything. It's all YouTube yes. Nation these days. Yeah, and so the, very the, black mirror. You know, there's there's a black mirror sort of thing going on, going on there. Well, and they and, they, and that commentary commentary thing. And when know? they videotaped it, they did it in a way they can set up Trevor as the killer. Yes. Um. So that was clever. Um, but when it, <laughs> I do love the ending, I love it. I, I screams always seem to get their endings right, mm-hmm. um, even in the third. So when <laughs> she that goes to the hospital and Gail's in the hospital and Dewey goes to see because they all think Sydney, she thinks Sydney's dead because she stabbed her, but Jill's in the hospital and and Dewey's there to visit her. Are you okay? Yeah, mm-hmm. and she makes the comment. I totally forgot about this and I but didn't catch it. Yeah, I caught she, it straight away. I don't know. I'm trying to be clever, but I it was it was the Columbo. I was wanting Dewey to turn around and catch on, you know, in the Columbo moment. You know, yeah. just one more thing. How did you know where Gail was stabbed? You know? Yeah, when she says, "Yeah, we can write a book together and we can share our wounds with the same stab or whatever she says." Yes, um, that was a nice little nod, and then oh, tweak that is, and then 
Uh, I do think it's it goes to show you she's just a kid because what she's she realizes Sydney's still alive. She just goes in there and starts strangling her. We're right there. You should at least use a pillow. Yeah, it's I mean, not, her, I mean that was her whole plan of being the sort of celebrity and stuff. You know, being the hero. That was yeah. that was all out the window. Yeah, know? but once she starts violently attacking her, you're you're leaving a trail of evidence. Yeah, if you're gonna do it, you sneak you sneak up to her at the pillow. Not that I know actually, how to professionally kill somebody. <laughs> there's actually a really good um, line by Gail in this. Whenever it's um, revealed after, um, you know, Hicks gets shot, and then she pops up at the very end. Yeah. Uh, and um, a really disappointed Gail goes, "Oh, you you survived." <laughs> I don't. When she got shot, didn't it look like she? The actress looked like she got shot in the head. I thought she got shot in the hand. I thought she got shot in the head. Yeah, for the, 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 just the way I mean, it happens quite quick. But I, I thought it was the hand or, or originally. All right, um, but, but I do like love ideal. He goes, "Oh, you, you survived them? You know, like really disappointed." <laughs> yeah, because they're always at the lemon squares. Yeah, that's <laughs> lemon right. bars. But, lemon bars. By the way, your lemon squares taste like ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dewey comes out. That's not true. They're really good. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. He, he, yeah, um, he just wants a quiet life. <laughs> I do love the fact they give her defibrillator in the brain on the head. That's an awesome death. Yeah, that that's a brilliant um, um, death. And then clearly, yeah. uh, shooter at the end. Yeah, um, but I I do love the ending. The last line. You forgot one rule about remakes. Don't fuck with the original. Yes. Yeah. Fucking great line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? I'm going to tell you right now. Of all the screams, Scream 1 is my favorite. This is my number two. I For me, it love would this be one. number one, then number two, then four, then three. Okay. Um, but I, I think because this would be a perfect sequel because it... The only difference is you lost some of the characters that killed the second one. So, but it's a good sequel because they they're just kind of mimicking what's you know Scream is about copycatting and cheating yeah. cheating the rules. That's what Scream is about. Well, this movie did that to Scream. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was just so fun, fast paced, great acting, character went back to what worked for Scream, and they really upped the violence. So I am can't wait to see what they're going to do with the new one. I am so. Fucking yeah, looking forward to it. Um, but uh, there you have another pleasant surprise by the Scream franchise. Yeah, um, and I actually think this is this movie bombed. So it's sad. It did bomb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but I think this will bring some light. I think with the new one, this will bring some life. Thanks for the Halloween reboot that came out in 2018. A lot of these films are seeing resurgence, and people are going to revisit them. And I hope that stays true. And I hope uh, this movie gets gets the audience it certainly deserves. Yeah, Trevor. Exactly, Trevor. Thank you as always for joining me on this one. Anytime, Karen. Hey, when's the magazine coming out? Is that out now? There is a yes, no. It's it's coming out. Um, it'll be the last week of January now. Um, we had some delays. Um, books basically. Um, I had a lot of other books and other work on before. Um, Christmas there, so to do a proper justice and to you know you have to do these things right. And the next issue of Phantasmagoria magazine will be out. Um, in the last week of January, and it also contains a review by yourself, Kieran, of how wow, kills. I, I I wasn't going to say anything, but that must be I must be on the cover. It must be bestseller then. I Absolutely, that. yeah, that's it. <laughs> come on, come on, retirement. To, yes, to write stuff. I'm not for, really into for, writing for um for Halloween. Yeah, yes, Halloween so kills. There's a there, there's a review in there by Kieran himself of Halloween kills. There you go. And if you listen to the podcast, Halloween Kills, you'll know how much I fucking love it and why people hate it. You all suck. 
<laughs> and I just watched the director's cut of Halloween Kills. Watched the new ending. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I uh, don't right. know why they changed it. Um, all right, that's a wrap. Guys, give us a shout on Facebook or Citizen Frame underscore podcast and at Instagram there. And uh, give us a shout. Seeing how you, uh, you know, I don't know. Tell us your thoughts. Your feelings. All feedback is welcome. Yeah. Um, as long as it's not negative about me and it's only negative against <laughs> Trevor. Oh, I can take it. I can handle it. I'm used to it. <laughs> Colin and Nula, yeah. Um, but not me. I'm the charming fun one. Um, Kieran's a diva. <laughs> all right um next time you hear from us it's gonna be the new scream i oh kid in a candy store kid in a candy store yep all right guys a killer not... you're, you're like a killer in a knife store Ooh, that's good that's that's just a great scene of halloween kills where <laughs> i haven't seen it yet he's oh he oh i, I was supposed to okay we'll keep going real quick yep he <laughs> He kills somebody in the kitchen, and he puts her body on top of the uh, what do you call it? the little island you have in the kitchens. Yes. And he he sees all these you know the sets of knives, and he mm-hmm. takes one out at a time, and he starts stabbing the person in the back. He's trying to find the perfect knife for himself. <laughs> He's testing them. He's yeah. testing them. It's a fucking yeah. awesome scene. He's playing. <laughs> uh. All right. Anyways, uh, we'll be back with the latest in the Scream franchise. Guys, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Hello? Hello. Uh, yes? Who is this? Who are you calling? Who am I speaking to? (laughs) Wrong number. 